Hi, I'm Kerry. I'm the host of Best of Us Investors. Also own the company Best of Us, Best of U.S. And I think this is going to become very important because I think we're in for a big change in the world's economies. I did a video, a critique, not a critique, but a review of Peter Zeon's book, uh, the, end of the, the End of the World is Just the Beginning. And as a result of that, and at my Friday uh, stock talk that we have as a part of our Patreon and Discord every Friday afternoon, there are some questions as to what happens, what actually happens, and what is the transfer of uh, power when economies fail. And it got me to thinking, when was the last time that I saw a major economy fail? And that was Japan back in the, the 90s. Uh, it, in fact, they call it the dead decade from, from 1990 to uh, 2000 when Japan's economy just collapsed. And what happened? And what happened that I remember very distinctly is that Japan came and started buying real estate in the United States. In fact, I think it was for about $1.8 billion they bought Rockefeller Center in downtown New York. And there was some a lot of rumblings that, hey, we gotta stop Japan from buying up our 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 country. In fact, there was some legislation proposed. I don't think it ever got passed, but there was a real fear in our country that Japan was going, we were all going to become uh, renters uh, from Japan. Why was that? Well, it was because Japan's uh, uh, monetary system, their, their, their value of their currency became worth so little that the wealthy of Japan said, we got to get it out of Japan and get it to somewhere where it will grow in value. Wow. That's the United States. Well, we can learn from that. We can learn that when economies fail, money moves away. We're seeing it in Russia. We're reading about the oligarchs moving their money. That's what I want to talk about in this video, because as my, my thumbnail shows, I believe I'm about to uh, ride the bull the, the, the stock market bull as a flood of money comes into our stock market. And I don't think the talking heads on CNBC and Fox Business and, and Bloomberg talk about this. All they talk about is inflation and, and, um, and interest rates and oil prices. And, and that's because they don't think beyond 90 days. Well, this, this is going to trans, it's going to take a little longer than that. I'm not a short-term investor. I don't care what happens on the stock market on the 5th of July, 2022. I care what's going to happen on the market on the 5th of July, 2025. And I think I know if you've watched this video, you've got an idea of what I think, but I want to go into it in depth. And if you're a long-term investor, this is something you need to see because no one else is talking about it. I'm a retired financial advisor. I'm 77 and three quarters years old. I've been through this before. I've seen what happens. I, you didn't know about the lost decade in Japan. 
I'm going to tell you about it, and I'm going to tell you what comes next. And my thumbnail gives you kind of an idea. But first, this is not financial advice, and if you want more uh, exposure to this kind of thing, you need to tell Google, and you need to tell YouTube. And you can only do that by giving it a like and subscribing, and then making a comment. I apologize for all the spam, for all the bots. I can't do anything about it. That's Google's issue. And we hope they'll get that under control soon. But this is not financial advice. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Okay, what causes a economy to fail? A lot of people never mention the number one thing, and that is demographics. And I've shown you the demographics of the nations that I think are important that you understand to know what's going to happen in the next five, ten years. And, and they are Japan, um, which, which got upside down, and that was part of the cause of the uh, the uh, de destruction of Japan's economy in the 90s. Also, I've, I've showed you that of China and Russia and the United States. When you don't have that lower level of people to buy your products and pay your taxes, you don't have an economy that can function unless you can job it out. And that's what China has done over the last 30 years. They've jobbed out all their manufacturing to the United States, but they made a mistake. They sent us a coronavirus, and we sat back and said, wait a second, is that how we want to go? Do we want to become dependent on our respirators and our masks for China? Do you remember when you couldn't get one of these? Because they came out of China, and China says, we got all, all we want over here. We'll hold off until we get our, our situation taken care of. And then it turned into semiconductors. And now it's turning into anything and everything that has to cross the big pond. So we have recognized we need to de-globalize. That's right. We need to become a self-sufficient nation or group of nations within the Americas to move forward. By doing that, we will, they will lose their manufacturing capability because they, if we aren't buying their goods, they don't have enough young people to support their manufacturing. That then creates a financial crisis. Well, China has been in a financial crisis for the last 10 years. The value of their yuan is so poor that nobody wants it. So they have to trade in U.S. dollars. So, okay, you're now trading in U.S. dollars. And you have people getting very wealthy in China over the last 40 years, and they have yuan. Now they recognize, because they, like me, read Peter Zeon's new book, The Beginning of the End, and they recognize that they don't have enough food, they don't have enough energy, and within five years, China will collapse. Okay, so you're Jack Ma, and, you, and you're one of the richest people in China. What do you do with your money? What do you do with it? 
You move it to a safe place where it will grow, not where it will deteriorate. Well, this is going through the Chinese society like, like a wave, kind of like what I showed you on my thumbnail. It's a wave of money, and they're, it's looking for a place to go. Well, you might say, there's plenty of good Chinese companies in, in China to invest in. Well, I would beg to differ with you. Uh, even they are investing in the United States, such as I know of some, uh, some people are crazy about AMC theaters. Who do you think owns AMC theaters? What if I told you in 2012, Beijing-based uh, Dailin Wama Group became the major majority shareholder of AMC theaters. Why do you think they did that? They wanted to get that money out of China. What if I told you that one of the biggest stakeholders in General Motors is uh, Shanghai Automotive Industry Corp. They bailed uh, General Motors out when they were going bankrupt in uh, uh, relative to the subprime crisis in the United States. Shanghai Motors came in and bail. It's the only thing that now currently makes General Motors profitable. The Chinese recognized we need to put our money in an American company. That money stays in the United States. How about Spotify? What if I told you Chinese invest investor Tencent bought 10% of that company back in 2017, and then Spotify turned around and bought 10% of 10% uh, uh, of Tencent. So they're creating a collaboration to to keep their money safe. Hilton hotels. Okay, you ever stay at a Hilton or some of their their secondary hotels? In 2016, HNA Group, a Chinese aviation and shipping giant, bought 25% of Hilton Hotels for $6.5 million. Now, why did they do that? Because they wanted to get their money out of Yuan. Because they know, they've read Peter Zeon's book, they know China's economy is going to fail in the next five years. How about General Electric? What if I told you that in 2016, China, a Chinese investor's H-A-I-R-E, bought the whole appliance division. Now, they still make their appliances here in the United States but they put $5.4 billion into General Electric to get that yuan out of China. The, 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 the numbers, and I'm, I'm writing a white paper on this, because as I dig deeper and deeper and deeper, I say, there's more here than I can do in a video. So I'm writing a white paper on the demise, the, the no, we're going to call it, the coming wave of money to the United States stock market. Now, I just covered China. Let's talk about Russia. Have you seen any of these pieces on TV where they go through a certain section of, um, of London 
and they find that uh, the, the London oligarchs are getting their money out of Russia and parking it in real estate in, um, in London. What you have not seen yet is they're doing the same thing here in the United States. Not only the oligarchs, but also the Russian people. And it's not limited to real estate. It's also in jewelry. It's also in art. And they kind of like their yachts, okay? So you have a flood of money, a wave. Yes, let's call it a, a wave of money that is moving out of Russia, out of China, out of Argentina, out of Brazil. And it's only got one safe place to go. Now, it's going to be U.S. real estate, or the easier way to do it is U.S. stocks. When you have this much money, that creates high demand, limited supply. What happens to the price? That's Economics 101. What I'm telling you is get ready to get on the bull. Now, it may take two years. It may take It'll probably take more than six months, but it's coming this way. And they know it. If you are a wealthy Chinese, uh, Argentinian, Brazilian, Russian, even some European countries now are being cautious, let's say, of where they put their money. You must read Peter Zeon's new book. Leave as you gain knowledge, you gain power. This is one of the most important books I've read in my lifetime. The End of the World is Just the Beginning, and it's by Peter Zeon. I felt it was so important that I have sought out and found through Audible, you can get a free copy of this book if you'll take their 30-day trial or if you'll send, sign up for their program, which I highly recommend because it will force you to read a book every month. Go to uh, Amazon.com. There's a link down below. And it, it, I have about six books there. It's number two. And when you go to it, if you are like me, and you prefer to listen to your books by putting earbuds in your ears and plugging it into your phone, buy it on Audible. Right now, Audible has a program, and, and you, you'll see it there, that if you buy an Audible and you do not belong to Audible, you are not a subscriber to it, and if you start the free trial, you'll get a free book. Buy Peter Zeon's new book. If you're already a member, you don't get that, that uh, discount. But this is your way, and I, I, I implore you, sign up for Audible, and don't take the, the free trial, take the subscription. And what that will do is it will give you one credit every month. And what that has done for me, I've been a member of Audible probably for four years. It forces me to read, to listen to a book on my phone every month, because I'm a cheapskate. If I paid for it, I'm going to take advantage of it, okay? And if you will do that, and if whatever your interest is, please make it nonfiction so that you're learning and you're building your knowledge base. And if you did that, you would have known about what I just told you. There is a wave of money 
coming to our stock market because we're the only safe place to invest it. It's also going to come to our real estate market. So if you own an office building uh, in a major city and you got it up for sale, Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Monday is the 4th of July, Tuesday morning, raise the price 25% because the Chinese and the Russians are coming. And they're not coming to invade us. They're coming to join us. I've just been talking to a number of companies who are in distant lands who want to talk to me about this. Best of us, best of U.S. As I told you, there are all kinds of companies that are owned by foreigners. Um, Protective Life is a big insurance company in our city. They also own American Life Insurance. Guess who owns them? Japan. Yeah, because Japan knows, I think it's a yen, isn't worth crap, but a dollar is. And an insurance company in the United States who generates dollars on a monthly basis from premiums is a better place for their money. This is not financial advice. This is financial ed education. That's what I try to do. I've spent my life in this. And I, I have an advantage. I've seen this all before. I remember the last time it happened. I saw that wave from Japan. And I recognized what it was. Moving your money to more fertile ground. Read Peter Zeon's book and you'll know where the fertile ground is in the future. Invest in the future and you will be, you will, you will, the, the, the reward, the harvest will be bigger than you can consume. Okay, that's Kerry Grinkmeyer. That's Best of Us Investors. We have a tribe. We meet every Friday. And that's how I came up with this. They started asking me questions, which sparked a memory of 1990 when Japan bought the Rockefeller Center. And I said, holy crap, it's going to happen all over again. Because that was the start of the surge in our stock market. They don't have a choice. We got the only game in town. All right. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Have a happy 4th of July. And um, let's make some money together.